right, dog, you got to get off the table because it's time for podcasting, which you cannot do because you have no voice. Yeah, mate. <laughs> All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming down and downloading another episode of The Science Patrol. Yeah, we're getting deep voice now. We, oh, I could do full, like, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another episode of The Science Patrol. Radio yes, voice. I've done radio. Thank you. <laughs> it is your Ultraman podcast. I am your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? So, we watched two episodes of the original Ultraman series today, one of those being Phantom of the Snow Mountain, or the Phantom uh, Mountain Zone, or whatever they called it on the DVD, which... Doesn't really make a difference. The Phantom Snowy Snow. Mountain of Illusion, or no. the Phantom Snow Mountain, that's Yeah, what Phantom it was. Snow Mountain was what it was, yeah. I like the Snowy Mountain of Illusion. That would be would that would have been a title. better title, yeah. yeah would have been. Yeah, and uh, also we watched... Um, the uh, what the heck was it called? What is it? Who something? goes there? Yeah, who goes there? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's another basic question. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, yeah. If you're keeping up now, the do- now Pat has to hold the dog during the podcast <laughs> because originally he would just do nothing but bark at Pat. Now he's like, I need so much attention from you. It's not even funny. <laughs> Oh, good grief. So anyway, two much better episodes of the show than last week, uh, where we dealt with uh, human human specimens, yeah, four, five, and six. Thing. No, five and six is what it was. Yeah, and then uh, the other one with the gold monster, which was just yeah. sort of lackluster. Pretty you know what it was, I think? I was other reflecting than, on this. Go ahead. They knocked such a home run out of the park with the two uh, Gamora episodes. Yes. They're like, you know what, fellas? We're going to coast for two weeks. <laughs> Pretty much. And that, and we were both tired from the time change, which was, and, yeah. you know, had a long week. But they weren't good episodes. No. <laughs> that didn't help I mean, the, the second episode that we'll get to wasn't really a great episode because the monster just, bang. Yeah. But it was, it, you know what? Well, they did lot. enough with it. Yeah. That you're that like, I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the first episode we're going to deal with is the uh, Phantom of Snow Mountain, as it's called here, or the Snowy Mountain of Illusion, or the Phantom of Snow Mountain. And um, Science Patrol gets called to a ski resort where people are being scared by a monster named Wu, who is a legendary monster. Right, and they give the full ski mountain shots. They have the, the one guy with the camera going down, down the lift, the lift while going everybody's up. going up, yeah. show everybody skiing, people yeah. learning how to ski, which you gotta figure... Whatever they paid the ski mountain, these people have to know they're being filmed. So, I know working in the city, you, every once in a while you see these places that say you can be filmed. If you don't mm-hmm. want to be filmed, you have to let us know. So, I, I think, think probably it's the same thing. back then it was just like, hey, we're going to be on TV. And people were like, yeah, let's be on TV. Yeah, but they still have to let oh, you I'm know. I'm sure they let them know. But you I know, think it was. Novel enough at the time that people were just like, "Come on, we're going to be on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skis, let's go." Oh, I mean, I, I mean, it's still that way. There's still sets in the city all the time. Yeah, and they basically have to tell people, "No, you can't come down this block yeah. unless you live here." Yeah, and you know, for me, I can just get by because I can say, "Hey, I do stuff for a living. I have to." Yeah, be I have there. to be under your street. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, 
so uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a uh, young girl that they call the Snow Girl, who's befriending of the animals in the area, right? And it uh, freaks out the townspeople because they think that she is the reason that this monster Woo exists, and he's frightening off the tourist trade, right? Right. So the science patrol is, of course, called in to a do some skiing, and uh, well, I mean, if you're in the ski mountain, you might as well sure, just sure. ski. It looked like a Mount Airy Lodge commercial. It really did. I mean, whatever <laughs> mountain they use, it does have. It was a very nice ski resort. Now I'm sure. Well, obviously, it was Phantom Mountain, according to this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe there's a phantom mountain in Japan. I'm sure, sure there's not? many ski mountains because it is a relatively mountainous area. Yeah, why not, right? Um, so, uh, you know, so they, uh, after a bunch of attempts to protect the snow girl's life, um, Wu gets, um, you know, starts to become kind of a menace. And uh, he's a pretty cool-looking monster. He's this big, tall, yeti-looking... Yeah, basically looking look, look like a yeti. you got to figure that, like I said, to, as we were watching the thing, you figure they have enough yak hair that they can... <laughs> Whatever get. sort of... Yeah, it's got to well, be... I mean, that's where you're going to get long, whitish yeah, hair. It's true. basically a yak, and in Japan, you have yaks pretty much all okay. over the place. So that's what I'm figuring. Yeah, why not? So, um, so you know, after this, a bunch of people tried to threaten the snow girl's life... Um, the Woo tries to intervene on her behalf, and everybody gets freaked out, and they start fire a rifle at him. Now, again, this is one of the numerous times in the show that a hand weapon affects a giant monster. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and not in a sense that, like, if somebody six inches... Okay, if, if I had to fight an actual G.I. Joe action figure, okay, and he shot me with a handgun... You wouldn't feel it because of the size differential. Bee sting, maybe? Not even. Maybe. Not even. It a would gnat? be just a maybe a gnat. Yeah. You'd feel a, a tick on your hand. Yeah. Really? That that's what you got. See, now I work all day and I get chips in my hands from working with metal. Right. And boy, they hurt like a, the dickens. Yeah, but those are as you're running your hand across the thing. No, just you're touching stuff. You're picking up pieces, and one will just worm its way through your plastic glove and doink. Right, but I mean, still, you're working with. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This is coming from a yeah, good point. Distance. I, good point. It probably if something had shoved it, like thrown it at me, it would. Yeah, it you would just even bounce off. It yeah, right good off point. Good your point. skin is, you know, thicker than the stuff. If you're working with it, it's one thing. Yeah, if yeah. it's being thrown at you as a tiny piece of metal, you're not going <laughs> to notice. Tiny man throwing knives at it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's you're no good. Barely notice. No good. It. The, the snow girl is this adorable young young woman with one weird tooth that yeah, you just can't stop seeing. Drove him nuts. You can't stop seeing it. Also, the monster Woo has one big fang in the middle of his head like a giant furry Tom Cruise. Yeah. And, um, and that also drove him nuts. And he figured, okay, that tooth is the girl's tooth yeah, on the monster. Maybe that's what that is. that bad. Yeah. So, um, they... Uh, they call the science patrol, and the science patrol lights this monster up like the 4th of July. My God, they do a lot <laughs> of damage. And, and, I mean, again, you can see, like I said, it's yak hair. So some of it is actually burned off as they're lighting all the little stuff. Yeah. Because the, the, now, all of a sudden, after they show him getting beat up to bejesus, there's pieces that aren't quite there anymore Right. yak hair. So you're, right. you're okay, that's which... You also have to figure stunk to high 
heaven. Sure, sure, because why would you launder a yak? No, 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 I'm saying the burning yak hair. Oh, yes, okay, there you go. Once the pieces aren't there, that yak hair burning yeah. must have stunk to high heaven. I imagine it did. I imagine it did. Um, so, um, the, uh, at a certain point, Ultraman is called in. Um, because well, the, the, first, well, first, Ultraman's not called in. Hayata injures himself, so he's right, stuck he's, in the lodge. He twists his ankles right. somehow. Skiing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they show three really professional skiers, which we got to figure are just random. Are people. not our guys, yeah. Yeah, they can't be our guys because our guys, as good as they are, can't possibly know everything. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so, we, we give them a lot, but they yeah. can't possibly know everything. So when one of the hunters is found frozen, frozen to death. They assume that Snow Girl had something to do with it, despite the fact that she is an orphan child. Right, because they have Doctor Exposition old. explain. No, that would be uh, that's um, that wasn't Doctor Exposition. That was uh, that was uh, um, Resort Owner Exposition. Oh, okay. <laughs> resort Manager. Exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might possibly related to Doctor Exposition. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and he was like, "Oh, and the Snow Girl came and." Uh, her mother, you know, brought this baby in and everyone was scared of the mother because she died and they afraid the baby had the same thing. So a kindly woodsman took her to raise. Right. But he, he died. died a couple years ago. Yeah. So now she's like a 17 or 18 year old girl. Um, and, you know, the, the these guys, these hunters threaten her and they chase her through the woods. And uh, Wu comes to her rescue and, of course, goes to stomp this ski chalet into the dirt. Um, which, of course, contains none other than Hayata, who becomes Ultraman. Right, and pops through the ski resort, which normal, they've never shown... No, actually, he didn't pop through the yes, building until the next one. You should no, have he, coffee before. They appeared he popped, next to it, and that's why Wu was like... Bleh. Like, where'd you come from? Through the, oh, no. That was the next one? Yeah. Remember, uh, it comes through the building? Uh, Spoilers. I thought that was this one. <laughs> I thought that was this one. So... Now he fights. He, he does some great wrestling with Wu because uh, and throws him on the shell. Yeah, basically flattens the chalet. Like, oops, sorry guys. Yeah, I didn't really mean to flatten the yeah. chalet that you have, but I know you built that to be flattened. So yeah. therefore, it, I will do so. And what's nice is since Wu's got that long hair, all the flips are nice and oh yeah, visually entertaining. Visually entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have um, you know the 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 hunters go looking for her, and she comes. See, she succumbs to the snow. She dies. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Wu just as Ultraman is setting up for, for the species, yeah, he just disappears, and you're like, that's not good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, just to answer your question earlier, um, the director of this is Yuzio Higuchi, which is not the not guy. The same guy? No, because I was Luigiano noticing or the, something like yeah, that was the, the other guy. Weird shots that this this one took as well. Is, yeah. You know, you show some really good close-ups and some re really weird shots. Yeah. Like, okay, is this the same guy that just wants to show how good he is no, in camera action? No. But it's not. Nope, okay, fine. Nope. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, the location the location footage was really nice. Yes. Whatever mountain they used, and obviously Phantom Mountain. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> what they call it because it's covered in snow all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever mountain resort that they did use was a very pretty mountain resort. Right. And they, you know, they had some nice double shots of the mountain resort and the and the monster in the back. Yeah, they, there's some nice composite work. Yeah. Got to be honest with you. 
Um, oh, the girl's name is Yuki in the uh, in the um, dub or in the in the original Japanese. I didn't. No, we didn't. They call her Snowga. She is Snowga. Yeah. yeah. Never actually said her name. Just nope. Snowgirl constantly. He does actually um, bring down the VTOL too. By throwing a bunch of snow right, at right. it. He threw the snow at the VTOL and the VTOL that was nice. crashed, which was good. Yeah. That was nice. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can f see something. Um, well, if you can get either the Monster Roar or give the Monster Minute. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that. Yeah, let's do the Monster Minute for Woo. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I mean, both of us are saying the same thing. Did they get Ric Flair to do this nonsense? <laughs> apart. He was not played by Ric Flair, sadly. Um, Wu was 40 meters tall. Um, they do not give his weight. Oh, weightless, it says here. Oh, because he's, he's a, a phantom. phantom. Okay, yes. fair enough. All right, so we're going to try to get Wu's roar here. Let me put the uh, volume up on the, iPad, on the old uh, Chromebook here. That's him, all right. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, some some uh, trivia about Wu. His roar is King Kong's roar at a lower pitch. Okay. He would later be used for Alien Surak in his large form and Zaragas. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's also one of the monsters that appears as a picture on the wall of Eureka's room in episode 18 of The Ultraman. Which I think is the animated one. Oh yeah, we're not Maybe. watching that again. Oh god, no. no. Um, Wu's name is derived from the uh, previous Subaraya project that evolved into Ultraman. Oh okay, but that was the Ultra Q thing that you were. Yeah, watching. no, in between originally the hero was going to be called Wu. Uh, I assume that's so everybody could go. Woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he shows up, exactly. it's very exciting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he is based on the Yuki Ona Yokai of Japanese folklore. Her, her. Oh, it's a woman. Is it really the monster? Her overall design resembles the Yeti. Yeah. There you go. We did say that. It's very Yeti-like. Huh. Wu was one of the two monsters that were decided to be wished for in Ultraman 80, but the other kids thought that the kaiju was lame. <laughs> okay. That for was some lame, reason, Wu's, Wu's eyelids closed from side to side. They never showed I that. wish I'd have noticed that. They didn't show that. They mustn't have, but that's no, cool. I mean, the, the eyes were lit up, I yeah. give it that. But I that's didn't how you know they're working. <laughs> but they never showed the eyelids closing, and not yeah. that I remember at all. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a cool-looking monster. I liked the, the yak fur, because with all the flips and stuff, you got to see the fl fur flying all over the place. Yeah. And somehow they stuck it on, so as it was flipping, none of the fur actually flew off, which is, you know, one of the big problems with suit acting, is, you know, the fur is going to fly off. Right. So they didn't show any of that, which you know, is a good point. He does also show up in the Ultraman show, um, I'm sorry, the Subaraya show, Red Man, which is basically just monster fights with no plot. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah, it's, I mean, we get little you want to talk about low budget. Oh, really? We're going to see, we're going to watch a couple episodes of Red Man, they're short, they're like eight minutes, and... I don't know how they aired in Japan. Were they like an interstitial? Probably an interstitial they, between shows. I don't know, but they were. They're all on the Subaraya YouTube channel. Okay. 
and they're not subtitled because there's no dialogue. It's just <laughs> just fights. Monsters wandering around. Red Man walks up and starts beating the hell out That's of them. That's great. It's just like what? <laughs> leave them alone for crying out loud. Um, we did uh, there on the uh, Ultra Wiki. There is a neat uh, one of those nice cutaway drawings, so you can yeah, see. Yeah, she the, did, and I don't get why they went to this much detail on something that you know is just person underneath. Yeah. But they do go into a lot of ridiculous detail. On I would buy a shirt for every one of these. <laughs> okay. It would be my entire wardrobe if I could. <laughs> Just different like, monster, monster shirts. That's right. That's my thing. That's what I do. It's what I do. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, what do we think of uh, that episode? Cool episode. Like I, I said, the, the outdoor shots, wherever the ski lodge is. is mm. I, yes, I know. Phantom Mountain, as I you keep saying. I wonder if it's still there. I wonder if it's still it's an operating be. lodge. It's got to be because it, it's rare that they're going to shut down a ski lodge if they get any traffic at all. Yeah. You know, and it looked like they had, for a random day, looked like they had a good number of people there. You do remember this is 60 years ago, 60 years ago, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, 50 years ago easy. Ago. Yeah, no, I get that. But I mean, it considering it would still be in mountains. And it would still be snowing. It's true. <laughs> you know, the, no, there's snow on the this mountain basics, all year. <laughs> the basics are still there for it to be a snow, you know, a nice ski resort. I mean, it's my favorite when the guy was like, oh, you know, there's snow on this mountain all year, no matter what the weather is. Yeah. I wanted Hayat to be like, you know why? It's a mountain. <laughs> it's high hole. Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mountain. That's how they work. It's a yeah. weather thing. It's a big well, pattern the, of a the, cold. The thing the in, in Japan is because it is so relatively warm, they do have to point out that there is snow. Yeah. One of the but Mount Fuji has snow on it all the time. Yeah, but that's one of the few mountains that the does. Tippy top. <laughs> one of the, that, that is one of the few mountains in Japan that does have snow yeah? right around. Yeah. Right. I'll buy that. So they do have to, if you're in Japan, they're going to have to point out that this mountain also has snow all year round because yeah. Fuji is one of the very few that does. All right. I'll buy that. So, all right. Yeah, I enjoyed that episode a lot, too. I, I think Wu was a good monster. Um, I like the fact that he's really not real. Yeah, just an imaginary he's monster. He's related. He's he's as only as real as her belief. Yes. Yes. So and when, when she, she gets dies, knocked out or No, she dies, dies she man. Dies. That's yeah. real dark for a kid show. For a kid show, yeah, they do that. <laughs> they, they do go some places yeah. that you're going, By the way, we're going kid to show. kill this woman. And not only did they kill her, but they had her freeze to death. Right! It's obviously, Exposure. it's snow. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Oh. Like, it's absolutely terrible. All right, so we're going to come back in a minute with um, with our review of the episode, Who Goes There? Uh, we'll be right back. back to the Science Patrol. Thanks for coming back and sticking with us through that long break. Sarcasm. But, uh, <laughs> oh, we're still punchy. Yeah, it's still early. We took the kids swimming yesterday, and it's amazing what sitting in a pool for two hours. Yeah, it's not like we swam much, but still we you have to I'm move. I'm sapped of energy today. Yeah, it's amazing. terrible. It's terrible. We're not young anymore. No. basically the problem. No. No, we're going to talk about an episode called Who Goes There? Um, 
on the DVD release, it's also called Who Has Come or Who Has Arrived. No, it was but on ours, it's Who yeah, Goes There. there yeah. I think it's just fairly random as opposed to what um, what DVD edition you have, I think. Yeah, I, I guess they, they since it, you can translate Japanese into English in so many different ways. Yeah. Just, you get this one, you get that one, you get the other one. Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Now, uh, it is, uh, this is a meant, for, meant to mention uh, episode 31, so we only have eight more episodes to go to ah. the end of the original Ultraman series. Look at us. We're yeah. actually making progress. We are we are thundering forward. And then we're going to we're gonna take a little palate cleanser break. I'm not sure what we're going to watch for well, like that, a one day. That'd be the Red King day. Oh, Redman? We might do Redman yeah. for that. Sure. See, that, that'd be the palate cleanser because now you don't have to read any dialogue because you <laughs> said there's none. Friggin' mental. It's but, so but, mental. But that would be the whole point. You yeah. can get through, figure we do about an hour yeah. of these things. So you could probably get through seven of them. Is 56 minutes? I don't know if you want to sit through seven episodes of that in a row. But the point. Because you're like, what? But it's the... Oh. <laughs> and that would be the point of I mean, Ultraman thing. sometimes can be a real ultra jerk because, like, you watch him and he's like, like he's riding a monster like a horse. He's slapping him around. Red Man is just like a drunk, belligerent guy at a ballpark. <laughs> hassling, <laughs> hassling monsters. Hey, hey, what are you walking over here for? Huh? Huh? Fight. Huh? Huh? And then he pushes them down a hill. And, like and that's it. And then they start beating on each other. And literally, there's no money for special effects, right? Really. So occasionally something blows up. But right. most of the time he just beats, beats them, them to death. Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, you could do that for... Okay, we could watch two episodes Yeah, and the monsters, by else. the way, are... Recognizable, but they're in super low budget suits. Oh, I mean, uh, like you pointed out, it's they, entertaining as hell. I mean, you they have, can, couldn't they just borrow the suits from anybody else as long as they're not going to really wreck well, them? It's still super right, uh, they're the same company. All right, so they're not. Oh, no, but they're dumb, they're pitching them off, they're rolling them down hills. Oh, so I assume the, they had to make them a little bit more durable, and as such. They're lesser quality because they're, <laughs> they're being beaten around. Just real mushy. I got gotcha. like I got gotcha. you. <laughs> we are going to get to Red Man at some point because it's just silly. Um, it's uh, it's something. If you guys please read on ahead is what I'm saying. If you go to the Subaraya YouTube page, um, there's. Boatloads of Red Man stuff. I'm gonna have to do that and this it's, week. It it's legitimate, better. you know. It's all legitimate stuff. They're putting it up there for you guys to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally, I get to see Red Man. I've heard about it. Oh my! <laughs> I was like, oh, this is low budget, all right. I don't. I have seen I don't know a dozen episodes, and I don't think I've seen anything other than Red Man and a monster in it. I don't think well, there's like people. Like you said, there's no. There's as far as I know, I don't remember one line of dialogue. Yeah. Ever. So it's nothing. Yeah. It's just basically we're going to put this eight minutes on television and some knucklehead will watch it. Yeah. Here we are with the yeah. knuckleheads. We're, it's good. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about who goes there, episode 31. Um, it basically starts with Captain Murray introducing Goto from the South American headquarters of the Science Patrol. Um, he has returned after 20 long years in the Amazon, who. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Originally yeah, they, went with his father. Right. They said he was from Bolivia, but also the Amazon. And you're sitting there going, um, 
Okay, I mean, most of the Amazon is in Brazil, but I guess a little bit trick. Yes. It's just in Bolivia. All right. So Arashi and Ito say like, oh, hey, he must have been 10 when he went to um, down there. And they, yeah, that's what happened. He went down with his dad. His father passed away during the journey. And so he was hired to be like a, um, like a junior science patrol yeah. member. And eventually he became a full, full science patrol. So <clears throat> Captain Miro tries to light his pipe. They can't do it. Right, Fuji can't even do it with a match. Can't, and the match goes out right away. Right, so of course he blames the air conditioning and sends Ito to go check right, the air go conditioning. go check the air conditioning, make sure that's <laughs> working. And so well that fire no longer works. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, wouldn't you notice the blast of cold air? Yeah, the snow shooting out of the vents, you know. You might not notice snow, but you would notice the blast of cold air. Yeah, I can't uh, how cold would it have to be where you can't strike a match? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you, there are times you can't. When it's very windy, but you're gonna notice it inside if it's yeah. that windy where you yeah. can't light a match. Your papers would be blowing all over the place. And you I mean, would think that's the the one bad part about it is the Zippo doesn't light. A Zippo will always light. <coughs> Indeed, Zippos they light under the worst of conditions. That's why they're so popular. Exactly. That's why the resale value on a used Zippo is still good. Yeah, because they will always yep. light and they're always easy pick them enough. up, flip them always. Yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, obvious, and it's obvious to us, the audience, that Goto is staring at the lighter and the match, and somehow doing something to turn yes, it off. Yes, he, he kind of wiggles his, eye, makes his eyes do kind of weird stuff. Yeah, and that's you can tell right away. Okay, he's doing something to control that fire so that it can't light. Right. So then they uh, they say, "Oh, you're going to stay with us," and somebody says, "We're a cot short." Let's put him up in the guest lounge. And Rich right away points out we have a giant building. Yeah, we've and just no extra room. Yeah, we've discussed this before. This building is enormous. And you've got and five people in yeah, the science patrol. There's five people in the science patrol. That security guard that they get on the phone once in a while. Right, right. And right. apparently Dr. Exposition works there as well. Has to work there, obviously. Or adjuncts, I don't know. Um so they're like, oh, put him up in the lounge. The lounge is not a bad-looking room. Yeah, yeah. It's at the end of the longest, darkest hallway I've ever seen filmed. Right. And not in a horror movie. And they also, on the lounge itself, it says restroom. And then you go in thinking, okay, restroom is, means bathroom here. No. no, it means room of rest. Yeah, you go rest. It's bed, got a nice bed. And a couch and a desk. And you yeah, like, a couple of conference chairs. That's a decent hotel room for something that they don't want anybody to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've stayed in hotel rooms that are worse than the guest room that they yeah. have. I would like a lounge that looked like that. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, did you have the impression it was way higher up? Then at the end of the episode, when they walk through the out onto what you think is the patio, but it's really just the first floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it seemed like it was a few floors up. Yeah. You got to sort of see out the window, and you couldn't see anything but sky. And if right. you were on the first floor, yeah. you would have seen background or something, anything, something. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he he's real rude to Fuji. Um, right. She says. Here is your room, and he just shuts the door he, right he in shuts her the face, door on and her, yeah. she gets very huffy about it. Yeah, as you would. And, and as she walks away, he he opens the door and creeps out into the hallway and gives her the stink eye, and you go, this guy's definitely up to something. Yes. So, pops a uh, false bottom out of his suitcase and hits his arm with some sort of uh, fancy-looking medical syringe. Yeah, and you start to think, okay, this guy's doing something that... If this was a different sort of show or it wasn't a, a heroin, sure. exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. But okay. 
If it was a different sort of show, you go, okay. It's got a man with a horse problem. That's what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then he's got this weird thing that looks like a computer tower that he opens up and then starts doing something that lights up. And he asked Fuji on the way over, like, oh, what what are these walls made out of? Yeah, and she, of course, says, I don't don't know, know, something, something, some sort of alloy. And Captain Mira gets upset about that because You're not if it gets off, right. if it gets out, then people will know how to destroy Science Patrol headquarters and, and this and that. And they can't have that. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, she goes to, did she go to check on him or, oh, no, no, she went to investigate because they uh, these strange plants have been appearing. And right, they were appearing in a different part of the city. Right. And doubling every... Takara. I, well, that, that was Wasn't the name it? of the city. Takara, I think, yeah. Yeah, but they were doubling in size every 30, 45 minutes, something yeah. like that. So they went to investigate the plant, all of them except Fuji. Fuji goes and says, let me see what these guys got since yeah, everybody what's, else Yeah, is what's out. going up to. And uh, when the Doctor Exposition finds out about, shows him about the plant, um, he shows the drawing of the actual plant that we've seen. Right. And you go, oh, shit, that's not good. Like that's the that's the plant we just saw, and it's carnivorous, and it's going to get big. And then, and then the he next mentions page that is the actual monster that is coming. Yeah, like the the plant evolves into an ambulatory humanoid plant monster. Right. And right. you see that, and you go, "Well, that can't be good." He, this guy's obviously working with the plant people. Not thinking, he, he is, is a plant people. <laughs> yeah, that's what they. And they don't quite show him changing into a plant person, but they show him. Like, one minute he's a person, and the next minute he is just a plant person. Yeah, he's, he's got in his the, full suit, and he's got he's, he's ridiculously wearing a suit with a, looking head of a plant. Yeah. So, he's like a giant, large-mouth asparagus man yeah, uh, hiding in the much. closet, and he shoots Fuji with, like, electric eyes, and she passes out. Right. Um, I think at that point he becomes giant-sized, right? No, no he doesn't they, quite become giant-sized yet. Because, because he has to confront Captain Mira, or I forget when he becomes giant size. Because they chase him, right? They chase him for a little while, and then as he runs out, yeah, he becomes giant right. size. And again, they don't kind of explain how he. I kind of wish size. he became giant size and still wore the three piece suit. That would have been funnier. <laughs> yes, would have been funnier. Not only am I huge, I have a huge suit. <laughs> but then they show Hayata just sort of laying on his bed. No, that is the one that... That's the... He, See, I'm miss it, mixing the two of them up. You've that's been drinking. <laughs> that's but, He was laying and then he saw Wu coming from the ski lodge. And that's right, what he and that's, This is he was just in the warehouse or wherever they were. And becomes and Ultraman, becomes Ultraman and, and breaks out of the roof of yeah, the building. Yeah, suddenly becomes Ultraman from inside the building. This has never happened before. He just stands up as Ultraman out of this building. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and I was unconcerned with property damage whatsoever. <laughs> I, I get that they build these miniatures for him to break, but this is the first time we actually see him breaking out of a building. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? Just don't care. It's a place to dump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the, the the plant monster that they have oh has summoned reinforcements. Yeah, which great looking alien fleet, a, a nice alien fleet. Give you that. But don't quite get how... I guess it's got to be with his little computery thing yeah. that he summoned the reinforcements yeah. because they just all of a sudden show up out of nowhere. Yeah, giant fleet of, uh, of uh, flying crescent ships. Yeah. yeah, and they have the VTOL, which shoots a good bunch of them down, and they say... To no resistance. Yeah, 
It's like they didn't bother to install a gun in there. A gun anywhere. Hey, we're going to invade. You guys want to put some arms in this thing? Nah, nah, we're good. (laughs) But they also say in the VTOL, well, we're starting to run out of bullets, and there's still a whole heck of a lot of them to do now. Yeah. So then uh, Ultraman and uh, this monster whose name is Coronia uh, start duking it out. Um, And Coronia shoots... Ultraman with his laser eyes, or right. his electric eyes, doesn't do anything. Right. Ultraman shoots him with his regular specium ray, doesn't Nothing. do anything. And he's, he's flummoxed a little bit. Right, so um, they do a little bit more wrestling, and then Ultraman has this greenish circular ray yeah. that he hits him with that we have not seen before. No, uh, we're going to see if we can find this. Um, Does it say what it is? Yeah, he uh, offers such offered little challenge for the Red and Silver Giant. Soon after the plant was downed, but Ultraman was unable to destroy it with his Specium Ray, so he unleashed his most powerful attack, the Ultra Attack Ray. Which we've never seen before. Upon impact with the horrified invader, he exploded, right, completely destroying all. him in a huge fireball. He sort of stopped for a second and then exploded all over the place, which was a really yeah, cool that was pretty, explosion. that was pretty bitching. And then he, uh, he uh, flies up. And shoots down shoots the rest of the ray yeah at, at the every rest of the ships, one yeah. of the ships blows him up very nicely yeah, which was very well done yeah good and stuff and as he's flying specium with his actual pose yeah switch okay fine but it looked very cool I like it that. I like it it's good stuff but it's just I think oh and there the tanks were fighting the monster too right right and right, he right. lasers his tanks and just. Blows out of the smithery, which was very cool. Yeah, that the, well the miniature destruction was very top notch in this yeah. episode. Very top notch. You didn't throw quite as many rockets at this guy. No, they didn't really throw a lot of rockets at this one because it. They come to the point later where they take apart the big plant and give a piece to everybody, and it lights up instantly in everybody's fireplace because they say this plant is ridiculously flammable. Yep. And that's Doctor Exposition tells us that's why, or no, they figure that's out why they don't. that's why they couldn't light his pipe, right? Because right. the guy was so afraid of the fire that he right. thought he was going to go on fire instantly, right? So uh, that's uh, you know um, now I can't now I've completely lost my train of thought, which was um, oh gosh, they you know they were they fed on the blood of human beings, posed as their victim. Um, but I forgot to figure it. I had another thing I wanted to bring up, but um, let's see what we forgot. Hmm. I don't think we forgot much. I don't we think we did. There, must, there was something else I wanted to bring up about about the monster itself, but I can't remember. Oh, well. I'm sure it'll come to me six episodes from now. Yeah. So. I mean, he did have a little flap on the side of his face for no particular reason. I'm guessing it was just an extra leaf that they said, ah, let's throw this on. Yeah, what stick that on there. It's great. It's great. Um... I'm going to go with our Monster Minute for Coronia. Now, Coronia is a fictional alien creature, obviously. Um, he is a plant-based monster, 50 centimeters to 50 meters. 50 centimeters? Remember? Cause he, oh, that's what it was. Hayata finds in the suitcase the little sample. Oh, or a little sample of the plant. Of the plant okay. growing, and he puts on... White, White cotton, cotton gloves. gloves, which we both said right away. Yeah, that's not going to protect you yeah. from anything. No. no, it's terrible. But what can you do? Um, and uh, so, like you know, he's uh, weight is from eighty kilograms to ten thousand tons. Right, that makes sense. 
Uh, his origin is the upper Amazon. Ah, fair enough. Also space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they don't quite explain how he got the alien fleet to work for him, but yeah. it's just, you gotta just buy it, because... Yeah, well, this is, he's, he's, um, an alien force of humanoid plant creatures, so... Okay. Um, Alright. So, oh, yeah, yeah one of those. Alright. Yeah, we'll take it, we'll take yeah. it. Um... Let's see. We don't have the roar here, guys. I'm sorry. They did not post the roar. Um, I don't really... Oh, he sounds more like... Kind of like an elephant. You were like... Bit, oh. Yeah, a little bit of an elephant. That was roar. my elephant, by the way. Um, <laughs> terrible, I know. But you'll all deal with it. I'm getting texts so many, it's ridiculous. Um, while we're doing this, because we never record at the same time every week. No, um, that's crazy talk. <laughs> uh, trivia. His roar would later be reused for Brocken. And then later it would be recycled into Toho's films for Titanosaurus. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, He also appears in an eye catcher in the series Ultra Zone. Don't know what that means. Um, Well, I mean, that's the name of the monster in that Ultra list, obviously. I don't know what an eye catcher is, though. It's just... Probably he's just a little miniature that catches... Oh, oh, okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Corona is the first invasion threat to mankind in the series that to be native from native to Earth. Yes, okay. that sure. how you invade as your native from Earth. <laughs> uh, conquer. conquer, conquer. I could say if you conquer, but it says invade. Right, I'm just going on what it says. Um, he's also uh, modified for another Super A suit uh, for the giant mummy in Mighty Jack. Jack. I'm sorry, second series. Fight Mighty Jack. Fight so. Mighty Jack. Okay, fair enough. Uh, his powers are energy beams. He can fire Solos. missile strength beams of energy from its eyes. Solos. When at human size, these beams temporarily paralyze humans. He can blend in with normal human society in disguise. Right, because he became a normal person. That's right. And size change. He is capable of changing size from that of a man to that of a giant at will. Right. <gasps> That's why they didn't have to explain how he did it. He just can. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I love the fact that they did indeed put a picture on here of the guy in the suit wearing the suit. So that's <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, I, I I like this episode a lot. I think it's it's very scary. If you're a kid and that closet door opens, yeah, and then and there's a plant, a plant monster in a monster, suit. Yeah. Holy crap! That would be a little scary. Holy for crap! Kid. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, there's enough gaps. In this particular episode, like most of the episodes, you can just kind of buy as you're going yeah. along. There were enough gaps in this one, then you go, oh, yeah, all right, that you have to buy a little more. Yeah, you, have to, I, you know, sure. I, you know, I, I would think that, like, yes, it's based from Earth, but obviously it's some sort of alien yeah, spore yeah, yeah, or something that lands on Earth and becomes. And I mean, I thought that when. Oh, that's why it's from the rainforest, because it can't survive in a dry climate. That makes Ooh. sense. See, there you go. That makes more sense. We fansplain things sometimes. <laughs> Fun. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Fun, I tell you guys. It's good stuff. But like I said, that there's enough of the disbelief in this one that you're sitting there going, okay, I guess. All right, I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, the monster was cool looking. Yeah, that, even I think he's person, real neat looking. You know, he had the suit and then the 
the plant head. Yeah. And then when he was a giant, he's all plant. So you're like, okay, that's yeah. cool looking. Yeah, he's he's definitely it's definitely an original looking monster. Yes. Um, it's not based on a lizard or a no, you it's know, just a giant robot. Plant, yeah. Uh, it's the second giant plant we've seen. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the first, first one was the big flappy duvet. Right. That right. sprayed, which was really nicely done. Because remember then that town square? Yep. That was a nicely shot scene. Um, and as every you know everybody's going to see the plant, what are they doing? Going right under the ropes, right over the ropes, right around the people. No, you've got to get yeah, out of the Yeah, the cops are like, hey, come on, back off. Come and, on, kids. And, and it's not until Araki shows up. He's like, get out. You kids can't be here. Yeah, and then all of a sudden everybody's just, oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's the science patrol. We've got to listen to the science patrol. It's that orange outfit is what it is. <laughs> That's all. They're like, look, these guys have to be good at what they do because look at this outfit. Look at the outfit that they're wearing. There is, they this does not engender any sort of respect <laughs> whatsoever. So, you know, they, they have to look fancy. So, yeah, I think that I think that was a fine uh, a fine reprieve from last week's two episodes. Yeah, last week's were bad, but that's yeah, I just think maybe they took it easy. They were like, you know what? They did have the good episodes we had before two that. Gamala so they had episodes. Two weeks of where they said, "Yeah, let's just kind of take it easy on these two. Yeah, and I think maybe it's to, just that's where they were, and that's where they ran because it's not this. Uh, the original Ultraman doesn't quite have that like like a running, like a big bad, like an overall arc. Right, story. right, right, right. They have to finish each episode individually. Yeah. Which, you know, when so we you saw the two episode arc. meal them around, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Other and, than the two-parter arc. Right, other yeah, than yeah. the two-parter. That one they have to do back-to-back. But right. normally, you know, like you said, they can just shoot them all at once. Yeah. And as they put them in, they just put them in. Yeah, we do have reoccurring monsters. Um, well, we haven't seen any. Balton came back. Yeah, okay, the one. And the they, one. They're coming back again. They are. Spoilers. We're going to see more Balton. We're going to see some other aliens return. Okay. Oh, yeah. Even in the first series. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The guys who became who were pretty popular, they're like... Um, they used them right away. Yeah. Okay, fair Yeah, because people... Now, back then, people would call the television station. Oh, and, I want to see this guy. And be like, oh, that was really great. That monster was awesome. Or, we didn't like that one. Or, we did like... The, you know, back when that's... Yeah, that's the only way you could do instant feedback. Where they would, kids would write letters and draw pictures, and that's how they started figuring out. Like, okay, these enough. are popular monsters. This is let's a, get back to it. What toy is selling? Well, I mean, also you got to figure these things. I know in America they are usually done five or six weeks ahead of time. Oh, these were done some time ahead of time, but I don't know how. I could probably find that out in well, um, August Fragoni's book. But it would, it would also be. By the time you get to the Bolton, it's already nine or ten weeks. So the Bolton was one of the first two or three. Right. So you figure a good six weeks between mm-hmm. sets of the Boltons is about how long it's going to take to reset. Oh, we got to use him. Yeah, we know. Again. Yeah, this this was very popular. Or it could have just been that they saw it and went, "This alien's great. Let's let's use let's him again. use him one more time." And then by the time the second appearance rolled in. Everybody was talking about it. I got you. And it's a possibility too. And they went, "Oh, okay. We'll just keep pumping this guy. Yeah. He's the, he's the Daleks of of the of, of the Ultraman, Ultraman sure, universe. Sure, yeah, sure. You know, the Baltans show up, and you're just like, okay, good. We're we're, <laughs> we're back. We're to gonna Baltans. get. We know what we're gonna get. We're gonna get a lot of them. And they're all gonna go. Oh, 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 exactly. Oh. Exactly. And you know, that's actually, if you just listen to that laugh. And you know, can you imagine that you hearing that in the middle of the night? 
Yeah, you wouldn't like it. No, 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 you would not. No, like would it not. Uh -uh. So, all right, guys. Next week, episodes thirty-two and thirty-three of the original Ultraman. That is going to be the endless counterattack and endless the forbidden. Counter. It's never-ending episode. Okay, is, yeah, it's the endless <laughs> counterattack. We Sorry. could never stop counterattacking. Yeah, we yeah. lost. And then what was the other one? Um, the Forbidden Worlds. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah, so we got to... I don't remember... I don't remember the monster from that, from... Uh, well, don't... The Endless Counterattack. Don't I'm not. It now. I'm just going to see what the monster is for the Forbidden Worlds to see if it's who I think it is. But I don't think... Uh, oh, no, I know exactly who it is. And it's, it's a really interesting twist on giant monsters. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So, we'll yeah, so we're going to get back to uh, what we do for a living, which is not this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> This is just for fun. Yeah, this is just for fun. Guys, also want to tell you, UltramanPodcast.com is a functioning website now. Um, it's not a lot functioning. There's a whole lot of crap on it, but I'm going to be putting stuff on there as much as possible. Um, we've got our music today done by... Terminal Sunburn, as usual, terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com, endorsed by uh, Pat's son. He likes it. Yeah, um, he does actually like the music. Yeah. He's rocked out to it now. Excellent. Both of them have. They good. Both like it. Good, good. Download all discography. Oh, it's I all should. fun stuff. Oh, I should. Yeah, you should. Throw him a couple pumps. Yeah. And um, let's see, Casey Kittle will fix our audio. We could be reached at ultramanpodcast at gmail.com, at ultramanpodcast on the Twitter. Um, we can, like I said, we have a Facebook group, so you can search Ultraman Podcast or The Science Patrol. We will add you. And uh, I think that's it. It's I, think that's that's the right I meant to print them today and I forgot. <laughs> um, but I think we did all the important so. ones. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, I think I'm going to retire the Tumblr um, or just put a link to it on the uh, UltramanPodcast.com. I haven't decided yet. I'm not good at Tumblr. I know it's there's a whole lot of you have to repost things and I just don't understand it. Um, maybe I'm too old. It's possible. These things happen. And I'm older than you. That's right. <laughs> we got had a smartphone this year and it's been very exciting. <laughs> well, I think we actually mentioned that in an earlier episode that you had a flip phone. Ah, progress. <laughs> progress. Um, special appearance today by Fergus, the Science Patrol dog. And uh, as usual, guys, go out there and uh, be nice to each other. You know? There you go. Yeah. You go. Be excellent to Not each other. Your one. Sally Forth, Science Patrol. Have a good one, everybody. Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.